Beautiful. So let's begin with a prayer. I'm going to invite everyone to please place your hand on your heart if you feel so moved to join me. We do this to remind ourselves that we're wholeheartedly available for pure spirit shining in our heart, in our mind. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of love. So grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to infinite intelligence leading us and guiding us. We gather for the purpose of remembering our divinity and anchoring that in our time together. We gather together for the purpose of rising in spirit this year, being more attuned than ever before. We're gathering together to support ourselves in letting the past go, in stepping into the unprecedented, unlimited, powerful now moment where the love is all that we know. We share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. We call upon the ascended masters and the angels and the ancestors to walk with us and talk with us so that we hear and see and feel and know more clearly the guidance that we desire. In gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So this is going to be a highly interactive time together. And I've never done something quite so interactive, but I'm excited for it. Uh, I like the challenge and I think we can get a lot done. I've done, uh, I think this is my ninth New Year's reboot class. And what I am feeling for us in this new year in 2018 is that it's going to be a year of tremendous expansion. And the feeling that I'm having is it's not going to be as painful as it's been in the past. <laughs> Pretty glad for that, right? So there's something about the energy that feels both stronger and that we're more attuned with it. So for for us, seriously, those of us who are here in these classes and those who will be listening later or viewing it later, that we're more willing. And that willingness really makes the ride a lot more gentle. I know it does for me. When I stopped fighting things and trying to control it and manage it, things got a whole lot easier. And so I began to really focus on just being willing and being loving. Being willing to be loving has really brought uh, my life to a place of mostly peace. So I still get annoyed and frustrated and irritated. I'm still having a human experience and I still am interpreting things through the lens of the ego, but it's not where I live. And uh, I've learned that when I am feeling annoyed or upset or frustrated, or even if I were to feel, which I don't usually feel, sad or angry or hurt, I would know that there's something that I'm believing that's not actually true and I can change my mind. 
And that's the power of God in me to align with my true nature. And so I'm very, very glad for that, that I've really got that one down. So not that I don't get irked, but it's not where I stay. It's not where I live. Mm -hmm. So that being said, we're going to dive in. And what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Um, just check in here and see, do you have your handouts? And um, you don't absolutely have to have your handout, but if you have it handy, if you printed it, um, you can use it, but you can also, uh, uh, I think Linda will give you a link in the chat if you don't have it. And um, you don't need it. But basically, I just made these sheets for those of you who perhaps don't use a journal or something like that. And one of the things that I feel is important about the work that we're going to do today, consider a rough draft and then come back when you can have the download of the audio or the video, whichever you prefer. And you'll have the transcript. Maybe you don't even wish the video. You just work with the transcript. You'll see all the questions there listed in the transcript. And then you can take your notes and write more fully, more completely. I highly recommend that you do that. I see some of the folks who are nodding. So that's my invitation to you is that this is the first draft uh, many of you who've been in class with me, you have prayer partners and you have your circle groups and, um, but many of you, if not all of you have friends or, or family members, someone that you might be able to go over, uh, what we're going to do in the class today with them going over it and over it and over it is going to really impact your year this year. So for those of you who are in my year-long Masterful Living course, this is going to be foundational to the work that we're going to be doing for the first few weeks, uh, the month of January, what we're starting off here. And that's the thing that I saw the opportunity this year in this New Year's Reboot class that uh, in the past, I've often given a talk and taken questions, and it's always been tremendous just tremendous. But I, I really saw, wow, using the technology, I think we can go about 10 steps further. And with Angela and Linda's help, we're gonna, and Glazy's help, we're going to do it. So, uh, I, so I'm going to use the, be using the slides and I'm going to, uh, be, um, sharing questions with you. And again, you can use your notebook, your journal, you can use the handouts. It's whatever feels good and right to you. And you'll have the opportunity to go over it again. So uh, here we are. So let's start on a high note. What are you grateful for from last year? So I'm going to invite you to just make a few notes here. Like you're making notes, you're going to expand on this later so that we can uh, really cover as much ground as possible in our time together. What are you grateful for from last year? See if you can find two or three things that you're really grateful for. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and uh, sometimes the way your life is, you might be grateful for something that was on Netflix. You know, you might be grateful for a new flavor of ice cream. That's fine. Some people have um, profound gratitude and some people have to really search. Be where you are. What are you grateful for from last year? And just make a few notes there. See if you can come up with two or three things. Gratitude magnifies the good. It multiplies the good because it lifts our vibration. And what I've learned from my own personal experience is that when I'm grateful, I can see and hear and know and feel more clearly that still small voice. Because when we're truly aligned with spirit, we're grateful for everything just as it is. So a little bit of gratitude opens my heart, it opens my mind, and then I have more clarity. What are you grateful for? And we'll look here at specific aspects of our life. So in your relationships, what are you grateful for? And you know, things may have gotten much more difficult in your relationships. But maybe there's an aha or an insight that you can be grateful for, an awareness that you could be grateful for about your relationships. What are you grateful for in your relationships? What about in your family? What are you grateful for in your family? Some people will write more about one category than another. So what are you grateful for in your friends, with your friends, in your friendships? What are you grateful for in your friendships?
What about with your colleagues and your coworkers? Other aspects of your relationships, your colleagues, your coworkers. I am so grateful for my coworkers. Good Lord. What are you grateful for in your colleagues and your coworkers? And some people don't have colleagues and coworkers, but maybe you volunteer with people, maybe your neighbors. What about in romance? And even I think it's really important to um, be grateful if, if it's appropriate, you know, to actually be grateful in terms of your sexuality. Some people uh, aren't that grateful. They take it for granted. Some people, of course, are yearning for romance or would like to have romance. So, um, so for me right now, I'm single and I, I would like to have romance. So I'm grateful that I'm open and receptive to a romantic partner. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I'm available. I'm grateful that I can hold the space for a relationship with a man who I adore. I'm grateful that I'm open to that. A lot of times people get into a romantic relationship and start dating and they're mostly critical. I hear a lot of that. So let's give thanks. about in your body? What are you grateful for in your body? Sometimes all we do is complain about our bodies. You know, someone might have an issue with 
uh, arthritis or pain, but they have great digestion. They can breathe really easily. Many times I've had friends who really had a very difficult time breathing. And it so impacted their life. People, when I've had friends who go through periods where they're really challenged with their digestion, it so impacts their life. So let's give thanks for what's working well. Maybe you're in a wheelchair, but you have beautiful hands and fingernails and your hands are very capable. What about in your work? For uh, a lot of people I know are retired, so they're not working in the same way, but they might be volunteering or they might be uh, redecorating or planning travel. What are you grateful for in your work? Many people I talk with that don't like their job or they don't like certain things about it, but there are still things to be grateful for about it.
What about in your finances? You know, sometimes we have what we might label as a good year or a bad year. But still there are things to be grateful for. What are you grateful for in your finances? You know, even if we seemingly have a, a year of loss, we can still be grateful that we experienced any income at all or that we have what remains. Being grateful magnifies and multiplies the good. This I know, this I know. about in your home? I don't actually have my own home right now, but uh, we can be grateful for things in our home. Some people made improvements this year. Some people moved home. Sometimes we can take our home for granted. Sometimes a home can feel like a burden. We can still find things to be grateful for.
All right, so I'm gonna give you a, another moment to finish up and then we're gonna go into a breakout. We're gonna do a breakout. And um, we've, uh, we've got it all set up for us here. Great, so um, most of you are gonna be in pairs, all right, for time's sake. And uh, we're gonna match you up in pairs. Uh, and um, in the breakout, what I'm gonna invite you to do is, rather than just share everything that you got, share any ahas that you have, any insights that you got in writing about your gratitude. Because sometimes, you know, at the end of the year, we can think, oh, that was a, a, a really um, uh, challenging year and uh, there's nothing to be grateful for. But when you really run the numbers, so to speak, you get, oh yeah, there's stuff to be grateful for. Uh, when you get into your pairs, also um, you're going to, uh, we, we, for the most part, we've got someone who's been in Masterful Living for a while, been in class with me for a while, is familiar with doing this, is used to doing it. So I'm going to ask you to go first. I'm going to ask you to go first just to make it a little more comfortable for the other person. And um, now with the folks on the video, you're going to see a prompt on your screen. And you need to click that prompt on your screen into uh, the um, to go into the group. So, uh, and uh, you know, I'm going to give you probably a good five to ten minutes. And what I'll do is I'll broadcast a message to everybody and let you know when uh, you only have a few minutes left. I'll let you know when you're about half out of time and then when uh, you have just a couple minutes left. So we've done this a lot. We're professionals, relax, it'll be fun. And uh, I think we're ready to go through the magic of Zoom. Okay, so for those of you who've managed to find the raise hand button, let's just see if we, if anybody has really had a really substantial aha that they'd like to share with the group. Anybody? So the raise hand button is okay. Oh, we got Lynn. There you go, Lynn. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, I was talking with Diana and the thing, I, I didn't even know I was going to talk about this, but the thing that came up for me was um, my gratitude that I have for my dad. 
Um, it's hard to say that because I've had such a challenging relationship with my dad all my life and I'm still struggling and working on it. But um, he's been, since my mom passed away a year and a half ago, he's been talking with a woman um, half his age to, um, in Ghana. And um, I've been approaching him and asking him oftentimes if he's been giving money to this woman. And he kept telling me, no, no, his eyes were wide open and he hadn't been doing it. And then my brother found um, a bank statement on the table showing that he had been sending her thousands and thousands of dollars. So my first thought was, you know, well, how am I going to approach this and ask him if this is the truth or not? And I did. I asked him and he totally got defensive and he got really angry and um, hung up on me, but thought he hung up on me on Skype, but he hadn't. So I was hearing him all by himself in the room, like swearing at me and yelling at me, like all she cares about is the money. And, and so I texted him on Skype and said, and, and told him that, you know, expressed that it wasn't about the money. It was about, for me, it was more about living in the truth, living, you know, being honest with each other so that we can have a real conversation that's not based on lies. If you want to give your money away, that's okay. It's like the only thing that I felt hurt by was that he wasn't being honest. And so he there was a conversation that went back and forth, but the, the biggest part for me was the healing that I received because through it all, I kept asking, you know, what is it that I need to learn from this? How do I need to grow from this? And for me, it came for more of like a forgiveness for myself for the times in my life when I was lonely and I gave away parts of myself that were, that were, um, that were I thought were bad um, and I thought I was a bad person for doing it and I judged myself and I felt so much shame inside for doing the things that I did and just it came down to forgiving myself and um, so it took I, th I think that that was a big healing for me just seeing his, what loneliness can do to a person and when you feel lonely how people can um, compromise their own beliefs, their own integrity, just to feel wanted and loved and appreciated. And I know I did that in my life. And I think that for me, it was to go inside and forgive my, my own judgments about myself for doing the things that I did in my life that made me do things that, that I, I, I just, I don't think were right. You know what I mean? But I guess maybe they were so that I could see, you know, maybe that happened to me so that I could see that in him. I don't know, or see that in him so I could understand what happened to me. So it was just a, um, it was a, it was a big healing for me. Um, I'm still, I still have um, um, not so much fear, but uncertainty of how to communicate with him with love and not feel like he has to put up defenses. I'm not sure how to do that with him because it seems like the defenses all always go up. I think maybe it's through writing 
so that there can't be like an attack. There can't be like he can, him and I can um, really contemplate what's being say, say, said to each other without jumping in before we can digest it and understand what's really being said. Because I think that's what happens when I talk to him on the computer on Skype. He's not really hearing anything. He's just putting that defense up before he can hear it. So maybe reading it would allow him to hear it more than speaking one-to-one. But that was one of the biggest things that I ahad this year. Yeah, that's, that's a great aha. That's a really powerful aha. Yeah. And you know, um, Lynn, spirit will guide you in the moment with each communication. Uh, if you, especially if you pause and ask, how am I to communicate? When am I to communicate? What am I to communicate? When we do that, it's amazing how much better it goes. And also the other thing is, is to pray before you make that communication, whether it's hitting send on a text or an email, or before you pick up the phone or join on Skype, making that prayer first is really powerful. And so we're, we're all learning how to communicate with more love, which makes it all more effective. Thanks for sharing that, Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. Powerful aha. So I'm going to go back to our inquiries here and um, share another uh, slide here with you. I'm going to go back to our questions. So uh, along the lines of what Lynn just perfectly introduced for us, uh, <laughs> I um, seeing Apple's cat there. It's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, what challenges brought the greatest learning? You know, this is what I saw this year. My greatest challenges this year brought the greatest learning. Sometimes we block the learning. We block the learning when we go into resentment and guilt and regret and shame. But let's look at, okay, what were the big challenges this year and what did I actually learn from them? Because when we harvest the learning, we don't have to repeat the learning. We harvest it and we give thanks for it. We recognize it. We don't have to keep repeating it. <laughs> Spirit works so diligently to put the learning right in front of us. Let's accept it. Let's harvest it. So that's, what are the challenges? What did you learn? Um. 
This is the next question. If you feel you're ready for it, it's what to you felt like a loss last year? Let's just look at what felt like a loss last year. One of the things for people who are Course in Miracles students in, uh, in Masterful Living, uh, one of the things I recommend to people at the beginning of the year is that they read the section in the Manual for Teachers in Chapter 4 under the Characteristics of God's Teachers, Chapter 4. The first one is Trust. And in there, it's Section A development of trust it's two pages and in there it talks about our journey in this world as having uh periods of letting go of things and having things uh seemingly taking taken from us and that there's uh loss and loss is a perspective actually um one of the things I realized is if, if God is all that there is, then loss has to be a perception because where can it go? It can only go away in, it can only be in God and I'm part of God. So loss is my perception. And certainly I've had the perception of loss many, 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 many times and lamented it many times and grieved it many times. And not that that's wrong or bad at all, but one of the things that can help us move through that emotion is to be aware that if we don't willingly give up our attachments to the things that are false idols in our life, it will sometimes seem like they're being taken from us. And it's, it's very much like if you have a child who's hurting themselves with a sharp object, the loving parent will take the object away, even if the child has, gets hysterical. The loving parent will do what's best. And so our higher self will remove things from our grasp when we have it as a false idol and we're praying to be happy, to be peaceful, to be harmonious because our attachments to false idols prevent our happiness. But our grasping, our needing, our wanting is an indication that we think that having these false idols will make us happy, but it doesn't. Maybe for a moment, you know, for just a moment, I think I'm happy because I think I have what I want. 
that's all. It's just a momentary ceasing of the wanting seems like happiness, seems like peace, but it's not. It's just a momentary cessation of the needing, grasping, wanting. So what I've learned has been so, so helpful to me is to realize that all attachments cause suffering. This was the teaching of Buddha. All attachments cause suffering. And so we can give the attachments away, but we don't have to give up things. You know, we can give up an attachment to a person in our life, but we don't have to get rid of them from our life. Just give up our attachment, that false idolatry, that they're the cause of our happiness, that they're the cause of our safety, that they're the cause of our well-being. And false idols come in every flavor under the sun. They really do. And that sense of any kind of fear around it, needing, wanting, grasping, or hating it, having an aversion to it, disliking it so much, being disgusted by it. These are all signs of attachments and all attachments block our happiness. They block the flow of love. So just noticing what felt like a loss this year, perhaps it can be transformed that feeling of loss. It's, if there's a deep sense of loss, then the attachment can be given up. So I think of when my mother passed away, um, I did have a sense of loss, of course I did. And yet I was able to release the attachment to my mother. And then I found that actually I could feel more connected to my mother in love without the attachment and the sense of loss faded and I had a sense of having because I had more of a loving connection with my mother even though she wasn't here in the physical so this is really worth looking at and this is why I'm suggesting too that you take time and re-listen to this and ponder these questions more similarly what felt to you like a failure last year what felt like a failure because maybe that's just an incorrect perspective maybe it wasn't a failure i was sharing this weekend in the retreat uh, a, a time when it it seemed like i had failed at the job i had and they fired me but it was really that it was time for me to leave that job. I didn't have the courage or the strength or whatever to say, I, it's time for me to go. Sometimes I'm so not a quitter that it works against me. I can't see the writing on the wall, as they say. I so see the perfect potential in other people that sometimes when they don't see it and I do and they're not interested in seeing it, I keep thinking, well, 
let's try it this way, let's try it that way, and I'm actually not helpful. I've learned that. So sometimes it can be a failure in the world, but it's a great learning for us personally. Is it then a failure? And what about the agreements that you made with yourself, with others, with life that you didn't keep? Are there any, there are any agree agreements that you didn't keep? sometimes we can feel guilty or ashamed or even just feel like something's left undone. And so if you feel that there are agreements that you made that you didn't keep, that you're not going to keep, then one of the things for you to do is to if necessary forgive yourself sometimes it really helps to clear the air to call that person to write to that person if there's somebody else involved sometimes we made a vow to ourselves that we didn't keep and sometimes you know people make vows or promises or agreements with themselves at the very beginning of the year like right now and they don't keep them and it bothers them all year long so what happens is People make decisions that they're not going to do things they said they were going to do. I find this is a very common thing. That people say they're going to do things and they don't do them. And sometimes I'll ask them, when did you, you know, you, you decided you're not going to do this. And then I say, they say, no, I, I didn't decide I wasn't going to do it. And I say, well, you said you were going to do it. By the end of the week, it's now past the end of the week, we're in the new week, you still haven't done it. What do you mean you haven't decided you weren't going to do it? So it's just that that kind of energy, it's like, for me, it's like leaking energy. It's like carrying around extra weight. It, it has a net effect on us. So being able to transform that leak, that weight, it's really helpful. Now's a really good time to do it. You know, most people would rather have you connect with them and say, you know what, I just want to own that. You know, last summer I said I was going to do this or that, and I never did it. And I realized I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I, I just feel like I left you hanging, and I need to just own it and say, I'm sorry I didn't keep that agreement. Uh, and, and maybe here's why, but excuses don't really matter. It's not that important. What's important is us really becoming 
more and more impeccable with our word. And it's challenging. It's challenging because many times we have the most wonderful intentions. I know it happens to me and then I don't write it down and I forget about it. And that, that happens to me on a regular basis or it becomes too many things for me to, to manage. And um, so really moving into that space of being impeccable with our word, this is a great way for us to begin that. So in terms of really transforming our life and doing things differently, let's just look at right now in this moment, how willing are we to do things differently? How willing are we to take responsibility? How willing are you to let spirit run your life? To let spirit guide your life? How willing are you? All right, so coming back to, I'm going to jump right into, we uh, just see by a, a wave of people on the screen, would you, would you like to go a bit further before the break, or do you feel like, oh, I need a break right now? Now is a good time? Okay, so we're going we're gonna to go into our break now, and so I'm going to take a 10-minute break. A 10 minute break. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> you know, we have people from all over the world in this class. And I just love that the technology allows us to join together in this way. I think it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful. So I'm just going to start us off again with another prayer and reboot the energy here and then I'm going to take us from that into our next thing so here we go hmm. so grateful grateful to consciously say yes grateful to open our hearts and our minds to the very highest possibilities of love so grateful and so thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of recognizing our divinity and the divinity of all our brothers and sisters so that we remember our true nature is perfect love. This is the reason for our gathering together. Clarity, expansion, freedom, joy, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, more peace, more love, more joy breaking out all over our life. 
so grateful. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. And gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So blessed. Yeah. So I'm going to invite you to stay turned within. And we're going to do some clearing here. Further expansion. So one of the things that we find ourselves investing our precious time, energy, attention, and money into is the things from the past that we have a lot of judgments around. The unforgiven upsets. And so my invitation here is we're going to look quickly at some of them to harvest some insight. And so I'm going to invite you to look quickly. We're going to move through this quickly at some of the upsets that you've brought with you into the new year so we can do some work to let them go right now. So we're going to start with, I'm going to invite you to bring into your awareness some resentment that you have. Perhaps there's a resentment. Is there anything that you're resenting that's taking up a lot of your energy, your bandwidth, or even a little? Just choosing one resentment that really bothers you. And then one regret, considering a regret. Is there a big regret? Some regret that comes to mind frequently. And then just taking a breath and letting that go. We look at something that you feel guilty about. Something you feel guilty about. And taking a breath, letting that go. Something you feel angry about. An anger that comes up frequently, you haven't resolved. What is that? What are you angry about? And taking a breath and letting that go. 
something that you experience a lot of fear around? Is there a fear that comes up frequently? Is there a fear that recurs again and again? And then taking a breath and letting that go. Is there something you feel ashamed about that comes back frequently? It comes into your mind, something that you feel ashamed of that keeps recurring. Something you feel ashamed about. And taking a breath, releasing that. Is there a doubt that plagues you? An underlying doubt that really bothers you? And taking a breath and letting that go. Is there something that you're consistently worried about? A worry that comes up again and again and again. Something you're worried about. And taking a breath and letting that go. Is there an old wound, an old hurt that comes to mind? That's a part of your near everyday experience. An old hurt that keeps coming up for healing. What is that old hurt?
and taking a breath and letting that go. And then, is there something you're jealous about? Someone you're jealous of, jealous about? Is there a jealousy that seems to come back again and again? What is that? And taking a breath and letting that go. Last one, something you feel sad about. Perhaps there's a deep sadness you've held for a long time. What do you feel sad about? And taking a breath and letting that go. All right, so let's be grateful that we're willing to take a look at these things. And uh, I call these your repeating memories. And uh, for me, I used to live so much with repeating memories, taking up so much of my bandwidth, as we say now, so much of the, uh, the memory in my hard drive was taken up with these kinds of things. And I, so I know the benefit of really doing what it takes to shift and heal. And uh, I didn't used to think it was possible to heal these things, but now I know that it is. And so that's what compels me to share so much so frequently. So... My invitation here is if you have your worksheet, there's a section called your repeating memories. If you're writing in your journal, I'm going to call out the different categories. And what I'm inviting you to do now is just to write down one, two, or three words in the category, and you'll be using this later. But to write these memories down now, and as you're writing them, as we're doing this, we're making a commitment to let spirit heal our attachment to these upsets from the past. And this is the, the, the big work that I do in Masterful Living in my classes that really helps people transform their lives and get their energy back. So they can use it in ways that are productive. So we, we, it's helped so much to be willing to look at how much time and energy and attention and money is invested in managing and coping with these things. So the first one was resentment and the second one was regret. And if you're in the handout, it's page six. Resentment. Regret, 
At least I think it's page six. <laughs> and can, what are we supposed to be doing with those now? Sorry. No, I'm glad you're asking, Deb. So you're just writing down one, two, or three words so that you can come back to it later. Words that are past experiences. Well, help you remember which that resentment was that came up in the exercise. Okay. Yep. So just a couple of words to help you remember which memory it was that came up. Glad you asked that. So resentment, then regrets, and then guilt. Resentment, regret, guilt, anger, and fear. So just a few words to help you keep hold of what memories came up. So guilt, anger, fear, shame, and doubt were the next two. Anger, fear, shame, doubt, then worry. Then hurt and jealousy and sadness. So shame, doubt, worry, hurt, shame, oh, excuse me, hurt, jealousy, and sadness. And I'll read the whole list again. Resentment, regret, guilt, anger, fear, shame, doubt, worry, hurt, jealousy, and then sadness. So just writing a few words down for each so you can remember what it was that came up to you.
So what I'm going to invite you to do here now is to, to turn within. And I like to place my hand in my heart. Helps me center in. Be wholehearted. And let's partner up with spirit here for the purpose of our awakening. And let's ask the question, what percentage of our life force, our life energy, what percentage of our life energy is being invested in keeping these 11 memories in the forefront of our mind, what amount, what percentage of our life energy is invested in keeping these 11 things going, these 11 upsets? How much of our life energy does it take to keep these 11 memories going, these 11 upsets, to manage them, to cope with them, what percentage? Then I'm just going to invite you to share in the chat, what's the number that you got? What is the number that you got? You can just see all the numbers in the group chat there. So the chat's at the bottom on the bottom bar. There's a the little bubble there. So there we go, 35%, 55, 50, 50, 75, 54, 25, 25, 99, 89, 66, 54, 53, 40, 40, 20%, 70, 55, 45, 65, 25, 30, 25, 75, 14, 68, 60, 80, 24. So, you know, I've been asking this question and doing this in workshops for a long time. And uh, when I would do forgiveness workshops, I found that usually in a room full of people, the average number was somewhere around 80%. That was the average number. And that average, I think, it, you know, would really, if you, you've got some people who are saying 10% and a lot of people who are saying 99%. Um, so we've got more numbers here coming in, 40, 46, 90, 40. So now contemplate this. If you could take that allocation of your life energy that's just in these 11 memories and so it's not everything you feel sad about it's not everything you feel angry about it's not everything you feel hurt about it's not everything you're worried about but just this 11 things 
if you could invest that energy, redirect it into something else, what would you redirect it into? It's important to know that because it's just like if you wanted to buy a house and you've been renting an apartment or you're, you know, kids, they want to buy a bicycle or you want to buy a car or you want to go on a nice vacation. Uh, many times people have to save for that. They allocate funds for that, right? They make a decision. I'm going to go on a really nice trip to China or whatever it is. And that's going to cost $10,000. So I'm going to start putting away money towards that, right? So we're investing, we're allocating unconsciously in a lot of situations. We're allocating this money, this, uh, sometimes it is money, <laughs> time, energy, attention, and money, really. But you're investing your precious life force, your life force, your heart, really, into keeping these things going. Why? Because we don't believe it's possible to heal them. We don't believe it's possible to have the transformation and the healing that we desire. So we think we're stuck managing and coping with them. I mean, I, I can say to you myself that this year I had a major realization about something that I had been accommodating and working with but really not seeing how it could be transformed and then finally I decided that's it I'm done God's going to transform it I'm not going to try and figure it out anymore even I'm you know still applying what I teach and learn so I'm just being very transparent with you that this no matter how long we've been doing this uh, you know, sometimes the tendency is to say, well, I know that, I know this. But if you're not really bouncing out of bed and happy and joyful, maybe you, you know it intellectually, but you're not living it. So this is the chance to really get to where the rubber meets the road and where the heart opens and is, it's liberation time. So what I know is I've seen so many people in my classes transform things that were entrenched literally for 20, 30, 40, 50, even close to 60 years, 70 years, seriously. Because I've had people who are in their 80s taking my classes who are transforming things from when they were five, six, seven, eight years old. So I, I, I've really seen how people can liberate from thinking that they have to keep managing and coping with these things. And it starts with your willingness to let spirit do it. We don't have to figure out how we learn to allow. Forgiveness is our tool. Now, Linda, Linda put the um, link to my forgiveness letter handout. We're not going to be doing that in this class because that really takes an, a good hour to 90 minutes if you're just doing it for the first time. However, if you do decide to start doing that forgiveness work using my forgiveness letter, one thing I'd just like you to know about that is that uh, always begin with writing the letter to yourself. When we can forgive ourselves for having invested all our time and energy and money or so much of it into these things, then it's much, much easier for us 
to forgive whatever judgments we have against somebody else. But it really does start with our willingness to transform uh, our own self-judgment about these things, the intense self-judgment that we feel about these things. So you can see these percentages. And um, I just wonder if maybe there's one or two people in Masterful Living who've done this before who would like to share anything about their experience of um, working with this transformation and with uh, the, the percentage. Did you notice a percentage shift? Let's see if maybe we can uh, inspire some other people who are just doing this for the first time. So if you can raise your hand. Well, I see Claire, so I'm going to unmute you, Claire. Hi. Hi. Yeah, thanks. I just wanted, I had a um, major shift this year from Master for Living about halfway through the year, and it's something that's been going on for six or seven years, and it just uh, conflict with my ex-husband, and um, coming from basically... Um, well, I felt for the past six years he was blaming me for the breakup of our marriage. And I realized, I would say, like, I realized in the first half of the year that I was blaming me. I had to forgive myself. And, um, yeah, about halfway through the year, I just realized through, through the help of discuss, discussing with the prayer partners using the tools that you've been teaching, I... Um, had massive shift and was finally able to relax, to, to forgive myself and realize that there, there was no blame involved, but that I was fully responsible for this relationship continuing in a loving way. And I was, I was the one that had the responsibility and the opportunity. And <clears throat> as soon as I just committed to that, then everything has changed and um, I basically as soon as I decided to that I could forgive myself for it the, the blame and the criticism also stopped coming from him and, and I stopped doing it you know the same way so I had been waiting for years for him to stop <laughs> blaming me and when I stopped blaming myself it completely shifted but with, with that, I really understood what you teach about responsibility without blame. Because, you know, I got a strong message from, from spirit that whatever the form of this relationship, whether it was marriage or divorce or anything, my only responsibility was to act in a loving way. So it was a, like a really amazing realization for me. And um, yeah, like you said, I mean, that, that had been going on for, for six, six years. And yes. uh, big, big change. Big change. What a, yeah. what a perfect example for all of us, Claire. And what a blessing for you and your children. Yeah. 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 And that, that is one of the things that I call it proving God, proving that the one mind is really real. And that when one person shifts, the whole world has to shift. 
So Course of Miracles says, seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. And so it, it takes courage. It takes great willingness to be able to do what you did, Claire, which is to give up the convenience of blaming your ex and to take responsibility and to recognize the opportunity, like you said, to have a healing, not just for you, but for for everyone in your family and for all beings because we're all connected. That That's the wonderful, wonderful thing is that now it makes it easier for everyone to do that work. And that's, that's how we can really get to true forgiveness is total responsibility with 0% blame. Yeah, and I had to be willing to, to, to go first. Yeah. And say no matter what, if, if I you know if I continue to get this criticism, this blame, I'm not going to respond. I'm just going to well, I am going to respond. I'm going to respond by sending him love, sending him you know wishing him the highest and best, whatever he does. Um, but I didn't, I, and I still do that whenever he pops into my mind with a criticism, which does happen. And I just can I can stop myself now, and I say no, I wish him love. I wish him highest and best, and everything he does. And it's a massive transformation. And I feel so much better about myself because I'm not thinking those judgments about him. Exactly. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So many blessings. So many blessings. Yeah, that's why, that's why I, I keep doing Masterful Living year after year after year now. This is going to be the, ninth, the 10th year. 2018 is the 10th year. I can't believe it. The first time I did Masterful Living, when I'll just tell you quickly, folks, here, because a lot of the people in this class are from Masterful Living. This is the bonus class to start the year. And... Um, so in 2008, uh, in the fall, I got this guidance to do a year-long class. And I really, my, my first reaction was, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't. Like, I show up every week or most weeks of the year. No, I, I, that's too much, too much, too much. I need a break. And, um, but spirit really was sending me this message that this would be my answered prayer if I said yes to it. And as I really was thinking, I just, I don't think I can, spirit was really saying, you don't, in, in, in a, in a nonverbal way, but the feeling I was getting is you don't have to do it all. You just have to say yes to holding the basket. And that was a great learning for me, to say yes to holding the basket, say yes to being the, it's like with my family, I learned, I just have to say yes to being that pivot point, that fulcrum point of healing in my family, and then spirit will do the work, just like with Claire, that Claire said she was willing, really willing, to take responsibility and to 
be a loving presence, to let go of her opinions and her judgments about what happened and what didn't happen. And that willingness is all that spirit needs. When it's sincere, it is amazing how transformative it is. And a lot of times we have a great willingness to stop suffering. We have a great willingness to end our pain and our confusion and our sense of being lost and alone and uh, all of that. We have a great willingness to do that, but we don't have the willingness to take responsibility. So it really is about a willingness to take responsibility. And what I learned is it's the responsibility, the ability to respond to situations, to life, to thoughts and beliefs with love and with compassion. Moment by moment, we demonstrate our willingness. And that is the thing that heals our mind. It heals those old false beliefs and it transforms our lives. So because of time, I'm not going to take any more. I'm just going to go on to the next thing so we can get as much done in the class as possible. So um, the next thing is uh, we're going to look at some judgments here. Uh, and we're, we're going to uh, look at, let's see if I can do this, becoming techno wizard. And I just have to say, I love Naira. Naira and uh, Itza are the two graphic designers that I work with, and they are goddesses, and they do a great job. And I just love the slides that they've created for us here. It's so wonderful. Um, what are the most limiting judgments that you hold against yourself? And I'm going to invite you to write down, I judge myself for... And then just fill in the blank. I judge myself for and fill in the blank. I judge myself for and fill in the blank. If you have the worksheet, if you have the worksheet, then you'll see there that uh, you can um, also write in how does this judgment against yourself affect your life? How does this judgment against yourself affect your life? So first you write, I judge myself for, and then how does this judgment affect your life? So we're just going to start with one, and that's why I'm advising you to promise yourself you'll come back, maybe with a friend. And for those in Masterful Living, you can come back. You'll, you'll be getting your prayer partners. You'll be joining your circle groups, your mastery circle groups. And so there'll be many opportunities for us to really work on these. You'll have uh, opportunities to work on them with your counselor. So we've got a lot of opportunity to really address these and heal these this year. So you judge yourself, what, how does it affect your life, your self-judgment? How does it affect you? Mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually.
All right. So this work that we just touched on a little bit here, I always like to give so much because I don't know if you're going to take Masterful Living this year and I don't know if, if I'll ever see you again. So I like to give you as much tools as you can. You can always come back and get so much more out of this. And for everyone who is in Masterful Living this year, I'm counting on you really coming back and filling out the whole worksheet in depth because we will be using it in our classes this year. So uh, moving on to the next beautiful thing here. If I can find my cursor, oh, there it is. What is the biggest challenge that you're facing this year? What's the biggest challenge that you're facing this year? What does it feel like is your biggest challenge that you're facing this year? And then how does this challenge impact you on a daily basis? Emotionally, mentally, physically, and financially. So this is something that is worth contemplating for it really in depth. And um, one of the things that I'm going to ask Linda to do here is uh, sometime in the rest of the class, there's a, a link, Linda, if you would, to where people can go and see the spiritual counselors uh, because in case you don't know, I've been training spiritual counselors now for a few years. And um, 
while they're in the certification program, they're available to work on a donation basis. I refer on a donation basis. And so, um, you know, I just talked with someone recently who had felt that they were um, just not making a lot of headway and getting discouraged. And, and uh, I said, why don't you uh, start to work with a spiritual counselor? And uh, they did. And almost immediately, they started to feel the movement. And it's, it's having that two or more who are gathered. When you're gathered with someone who can see it from the right perspective, right? And our friends sometimes can't really do that for us. Our family can't really do that for us sometimes because they have their own projections. But a spiritual counselor is there to see the highest perspective and to support you and your goals, and they have no ulterior motives and nothing they need you or, or wish for you except whatever's the highest and best for you. So working with a spiritual counselor on a donation basis can really be very beneficial in getting things going. So this is a great time of year to, to do that. So you can look at the list of spiritual counselors there, read what they've written about themselves, and you can see who calls to you, uh, who feels like somebody uh, that you would like to work with. Um, now, uh, let's see. So I've, I've asked uh, Linda to put that in there and she did. So you can click on that link there and, uh, I'll send a follow-up email with all the, the links here that we're putting in so that you have those resources and, one of the things I'd like to do is I know that it can feel very daunting sometimes to, um, to, to do this work. It can just feel absolutely like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And one of the reasons why I feel that doing it with the uh, spiritual counselor is so valuable is you you have someone who doesn't feel the same way you do about it. So here at the retreat, uh, we had a um, talk to, to illustrate this point. Someone had shared about a challenge that was really uh, their, their big challenge for the year. And we talked about why having these conversations in our small groups, in our prayer partnerships, and with the counselors, why it's so helpful, I said, because I asked the room full of people, who in this room shares this person's belief about their challenge? So the person was like, this is a really big challenge. This feels really hard. No one in the room felt that way about it. So when you're partnering with people who can have great compassion and love and consciousness to sit with you and know the truth with you, but not agree with your beliefs about it, then you are really setting yourself up for some really powerful transformation. And that's part of why Claire was so successful. Now, um, and I'm saying this to everyone who's in this class who is in year two or year three or uh, Ascension Pathway at all the other year levels of Masterful Living. It's 
let's always remember how potent it is to partner up with someone who does not share our beliefs about our problems. So, um, so I would like to share this video with you. Uh, and it is, I think it's my favorite video. I really do. And um, oh, what are you doing? sent me those first two pictures on with the knee braces the back brace the canes 297 pounds and his belly was out to here and I was thinking god how am I gonna help that guy when you get what you want not what you need when you feel so tired but you can't sleep stuck in Come streaming down your face when you lose something you can't replace. When you love someone, but it goes to waste, could it be worse? When you're too in love to let it go But if you never try, you'll never know Here's where I'm at now Just what you wear
Oh, I always start crying. <laughs> you know, I just, I just love that video. My God, I've seen it so many times. So, uh, yeah, that, that video always inspires me when something feels like it's just too big, right? So you've been looking at your challenges for this year even just taking a little bit of look at your judgments and the, the challenges that come from your judgments and how difficult it can seem, how impossible it can seem. I'm just so grateful that I was willing to give up the idea that it could never happen for me. I'm so grateful I was willing to give up believing that. And my willingness to give up believing that it just couldn't work for me because there was something just something so completely wrong with me that it couldn't ever work for me. And because I was willing to give that up, Others have been willing to give it up, and more and more and more. And I, I just know that in this time in which we live, this is a time for us to give up these ideas that aren't true. Because truth is true for everyone. Everything else is just a belief. It's just an opinion. And it only has power because we give it power. And I have so much to say about this, but I'm going to leave it at that for right now. Because it just takes you deciding that you're going to live your life in a different way. You don't have to know how. I had no idea how I could ever, ever have the transformation that I've had and continue to have. But I was willing to let spirit show me the way. And that is the thing that makes the difference. So, what I would like to uh, do is walk you through a few more things here. We've got 20 minutes left. And, um, hmm. Here we go. So, it's so important that we begin, even if we feel it's not possible for us, we still have enough willingness that we begin to contemplate and turn our attention from what we don't want and what we don't like to what we 
would like to experience. So I'm going to invite you to start contemplating these questions. I was saying in the retreat this weekend that uh, for a long time I uh, was contemplating the wrong question. And uh, so I was contemplating the questions that, like this, what's wrong with me? Why doesn't it ever work for me? How come it's so hard for me? Why don't they ever get it? I was constantly asking the wrong question. And so I've learned that the questions that are helpful are, what, what is the most loving choice? What is the guidance here? To ask open questions like that. And I've also learned that one of the most powerful things for me is simply to say, here's what I'm interested in. This is what I would like. So we're looking at how would you like to feel about yourself and your life. And these questions are in your handout so that you can have plenty of time to contemplate them. And it's really really valuable that you take time and think about how you'd like to feel about yourself and your life. Describe it. How would you like to feel about your body? A lot of people, when it comes to thinking about their body, like the, the beautiful man in the video, uh, you know, I'd like to lose weight. Uh, I'd like to be able to walk without crutches and not have a wheelchair anymore. Um, but how would you like to feel about your body? I'd like to feel powerful. I'd like to feel strong. I'd like to feel empowered. I'd like to feel attractive. I'd like to feel healthy, harmonious. So looking at how we'd like to feel and let spirit guide us to the shifts and the changes that are necessary for us to feel that way. If we can stay open and focus on how we'd like to feel rather than how it looks in the world or how it sounds in the world or on paper, instead thinking, how would you like to feel about your relationships? Like for me, talking about relationship earlier, I really would like to be in a relationship with a man that I adore. I just adore him. He's part of God just as I'm part of God. I'm adoring God when I'm adoring him. And that he would let me adore him. He would allow that. He would feel comfortable with that. He'd feel good about that. That's how I'd like to feel. Admiration. Adoration feeling so comfortable. A lot of times we focus on how things look rather than how they feel. But, you know, things can look so good on the surface, and haven't we seen a lot of that in the news this year, that things look a certain way, but underneath they don't feel so good. So let's focus on how we'd like to feel. 
How'd you like to feel regarding your finances? A lot of people think that financial abundance and prosperity will make them feel safe. Well, I've worked with a number of multimillionaires who the only problem they had was they didn't have enough money or that was their major problem. No, that, not at all. That, that wasn't their problem at all. In truth, they had no problem, but their belief in problems <laughs> showed up in their mind as they didn't have enough money, even though they had way more money than most people I know. So how would you like to feel regarding your finances? I'd like to feel abundant. I'd like to feel prosperous. And then because like attracts like, we begin to experience more of that in our life. How would you like to feel about your creative expression? A lot of times people forget that aspect of their life and they, they feel a little bit like their life is a desert. You know, we can, like, for me, a lot of my creative expression comes through things like gardening and cooking. How would you like to feel in your creative expression? And I think this is such an important one. How would you like to feel about your home and in your home? When I lived in Los Angeles, I did a lot of my spiritual counseling sessions in my home. And people would come in and sit down in my living room for the counseling session. And they would just immediately say, oh, it's so pretty here. It's so beautiful. I just love it here. I wish my home was like this. But there was nothing preventing them from shifting how they felt about their home. Giving it over to spirit to make it so. That's helpful. That's really, really helpful. So beginning to think about these. Now, what I'm going to recommend is that you spend at least 10 minutes on each one of these. Now, the, the next section, I am going to shorten uh, for time here and uh, there's a video I'd like to show you but I don't quite want to take the time for that right now so um, and the idea is that if you're going to fill up your life with lots of little things and let's say seven big rocks seven big things that are critical to your happiness most people give priority to the little things and not enough priority to the big things. The little things will often take care of themselves or are not as important. They'll fall away if we keep our attention on the big things. So in my email to you, I'm going to put uh, that the Big Rocks video, and actually I'll put it here. Um, Your name is? Elizabeth. Elizabeth? You have a work life? I do. Family life as well? Mm -hmm. Children? Not yet. Not yet. What's the nature of your work assignment? I direct 
an international okay. firm. An international firm. Mm -hmm. So you really are interfacing with all kinds of people in the firm and outside the firm. That's right. You want a rich personal life and a rich family life. Do you ever feel like you get bogged down in the thick of thin things? Yes. <laughs> well, that might be analogous to all these little, small things that tend to fill our life. And that just little by little, they just accumulate. Now, your job, you can't go above this is to get all those large rocks in the jar. Good luck. <laughs> What's that one called? Q2, planning, preparation. Right, planning, preparation, prevention, and empowerment. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next rock she's putting in there is called relationships and family. We didn't look at that third rock you put in there. That's employment, some key employment issue, and then you put major projects here. I can't get it above there. I haven't worked it yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's called service, community, church. <laughs> Do you ever feel like this? Yes. <laughs> How many feel like this? <laughs> By moving the little things around, you might squeeze in one more of those big major things. It's almost. Wow, that is good. You know, if it doesn't fit, force it. Here's something that's called urgent and important. It's a quadrant one thing that is blindsiding you that uh, it's your biggest client that if you don't get back to that client now, You've given up your vacation, and you have no special block of time just for yourself. I'll tell you what you can do if you want to. You can take a whole different approach. You have a totally fresh bowl. You can work out of a different paradigm altogether. Well, then I'd rather put these in the bottom. And then pour the little pebbles on top. Employment. Big opportunity. Big opportunity. Important and urgent. Block of time. Those young children keep looking at me. <laughs> Glad my husband's not here. Now I dump these in there. Okay. There you go. So, uh, 
looking at what are the things that are most important to you and why. That's, that's going to be very valuable to you in terms of making sure that your life this year is the way that you'd like it to be. Keeping your attention on the big rocks. I, I like to suggest that people have an aspiration, a goal, and an intention each year. And we'll be spending time on this in our Masterful Living class. So your aspiration is really that overarching aspiration. So for me, my aspiration is about enlightenment. And so, and seeing the Christ in my mind. And so my intentions are about demonstrating that love, the compassion, the beauty, the affluence, the wisdom, the Christ mind. And then my goals are usually on a daily basis. My goals are to be joyful, to enjoy the day. Because I'm going to be productive or... I'm going to get things done, but for me, it's more about making sure that I enjoy the day, have fun. So having clear intentions, goals, and aspirations. And in the handout, I included my contract. One of the things I ask everyone in Masterful Living this year to contemplate is really what is that number one thing you'd like to change about your life this year? And we're going to work on that together so that we can really, as Larry the Cable Guy says, let's get her done. Let's get her done. Now, I know a lot of people think this, this can seem impossible, it's just too, too much. How is this ever going to happen? But you know, like Claire, when she started the year, she didn't know how it would ever, ever happen. And i just like to gather some inspiration here from um, some of the folks who've been in Masterful Living with me who can say that when they started Masterful Living last year or the year before, whenever it was, perhaps at the beginning of the year, you felt that it wasn't going to work for you. Maybe you felt at the beginning of the year that you didn't have what it took, that uh, you just weren't one of these people that could ever really transform your life. But for some reason, you took Masterful Living and you decided you were going to go for it anyway because you maybe a lot of people tell me because I just felt like I couldn't do nothing I couldn't do nothing I have to do something so that's why you you came into the masterful living class so just to to help people who are starting masterful living this year could you just in a sentence or two or three would you be willing to share how you felt at the beginning of last year and maybe what, what shifts you had. Anybody be willing to share one or two people? Let's see. Yes, I will take questions, Suzanne. I think we're going to end up going a little bit over. Um, but any, any shares here? 
from anybody? Um, in a couple of sentences. So last December, not this December, just gone, the one before, I was absolutely desperate and beside myself. Absolutely. Um, in a situation with, as a lot of you know, living with mum in, in a one-room apartment. I was in tears, I was rocking backwards and forwards and just crying out quietly because she was sleeping in the other end of the room, please help me. And I was guided to Jennifer's um, site on Unity. I put the computer on and I just prayed and said, just something. And I put in Course in Miracles, up came Jennifer. And I signed up for the course. I didn't know anything about it. I knew about the Course in Miracles. I didn't know anything else. But I was desperate. And I signed up, and it's been incredible this year. Um, I, I was in a place where I said, I will, you, you, you've led me to this, so I'm going to go all in. And I was really nervous about sacred circles, about prayer partners, but I just kept going because there was no other way at this point. It had to go forward. And it's been incredible. I'm still working on all these things, but the relationship with my mother is still in the same situation. But so much, um, so much peace now, and the relationship is gentle and calm and there's so much more love and I, I'm just so thankful Jenna to the course and, and all everyone in it just blessed beyond and so here I am for year two <laughs> yes wonderful thank you yes it is yeah Yep, I've, I've watched you shift and change and your willingness has been tremendous Thank and you. beautiful, Angela. I celebrate you. Thank you. You too. <laughs> and I will say quickly, I just did a session, activation session, which sort of counseling, and it was wonderful. I had no idea what to expect, but it was absolutely beautiful. Thank you all very much. Ah. Thank you, Angela. Thank you so much. All right. Um, for the interest of time, since people are indicating they have some questions, I'm just going to ask, we've got Anand and Elena, if you could be very, very lasered and brief. Um, Anand, I'm going to unmute you, and then Elena. Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll keep it very short. Um, I started Masterful Living two years ago, and when we filled out, when we did the New Year's uh, thing, where we, the, the same class, the reboot, um, when we filled out our memories and how much percentage of our time we were spending on those negative memories, I was literally at 99%. And it was occupying all of my time. I was under all kinds of anxiety, panic, fear, to the point where it was debilitating to my life completely. I was on disability, I still am on disability, but that's another story, but it was terrible. And I did not know, I really didn't have any, um, 
idea of how I would get out of it, but I knew that I needed to get out of it. And I just, I joined the class and I'm just so grateful that I did because the fact that we're able to not, we're able to have live meetings every week. It's so intensive and at the cost that it is, it's very actually reasonable. It's super reasonable. And, um, but what I wanted to say was after I took the percentage thing today, it was literally at 5% after 99% two years ago. And I'm not even kidding. Like my life has completely changed. And I am confident. I volunteer. I get out of the house. I sleep well at night. I'm not worried about practically anything. And if I do ever get worried, I'm able to detach from it right away. And um, I'm active. I do the things that I have to do. And I'm not fighting with my wife anymore um, and I'm getting along with everybody. And um, there's definitely improvements that I can still make, which is why I'm still taking the class. And I know it's vital for me to stay active with the community and to stay active with the class. And the fact that we have the freedom to watch the classes later and not necessarily attend has been a huge help for me because there are sometimes I don't attend, but it's just been really great. And I want to thank you so much because I never would have thought two years ago that I would, I never would have thought I would have got into that predicament to begin with, and I didn't know how I'd get out of it, but I have gotten out of it, and I'm very grateful, and I'm very happy that now I can re-energize my life into things that I want to do and need to do, and I have that courage to take to do it. So thank you, Jennifer. Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You did it. You did it. Yes. How wonderful. That's so awesome. So great to hear. All right. We've got uh, Elena. Thank you, Anand. Elena. Yeah, hello, everyone. I just asked Spirit, and Spirit guided me to share. So I, I will be very short. I started Masterful Living three years ago, being an overwhelmed and stressed mom of three kids. And I had uh, two major issues in my life. One was the very, very huge challenges with my one of my children, so my son, development, health, and uh, relationship challenges. And the second thing was that I had major anger attacks, which I directed to my children. I felt really, really ashamed about them. And so I just existed in this deep shame, and I was afraid to, to share it. It was with my, with my friends. So I went through first year of masterful living. And I, I really, I took masterful living. I didn't know what it was. I just, um, I just had a feeling that I had only feeling that it would help me. And I, I, I received this picture from Jennifer, the kind of a card, and I was carrying it in my, bag, in my bag. And every time I looked at it, I thought, this is going to help me somehow. I don't know how. And so I took this class. I didn't know what it was about at all. I just had some idea about cost and miracles and so on. So the first year of Masterful Living, what happened is that well, if you are parents here, you know what it means having anger attacks with your children and, and they were all gone. They were just, they literally disappeared. So the more peaceful I felt, the less challenges I started having with my, with my child. So by the end of the first year, I was an inspired, peaceful mom. And I literally had a child which overcome every relationship challenge so he had a lot of friends and um health just it just he, he got healed together with me 
in front of my eyes, these miracles were happening one after the other. I was like really experiencing. It started in April. I think it had a lot of intensity the first four months. And then in April, that started rolling. One miracle after the other. So go for it. It's possible. And we can heal our life, our families, our relationship, just being willing, believing, and taking this chance. This is the work that, this, this works. Thank you. It's true. And I, I would like to say uh, to everyone about Elena, you know, when she started in class, um, she started with my prayer class before Masterful Living, and the doctors had said about her son that certain physical issues wouldn't heal, and through her prayer work, they did. And um, she's now um, several years into Masterful Living, and uh, she's in the counseling training program. So particularly people who have intense challenges in their marriages or their ch with their children, with family stuff, uh, Elena is someone you might want to work with, and you can work with her on a donation basis. And uh, I know she'd be very helpful to anyone that she works with. So I just want to say that too, because it's so true. All right, I'm going to go back to, um, I'm going to say this, that I think I'm going to cover a few more things, and, and then I will take whatever questions there are, so that, um, uh, and I can, so I can stay longer to answer questions, and then those who maybe want to go can, um, come back and, and listen to that part if they wish. So, um, and I'm going to put some of these testimonials into the video here and people can really uh, read them. These are just some of the ones I've collected and you can see them on the Masterful Living page. So even if you're already in Masterful Living, you've already said yes, I think some of these it's so helpful to know what other people have done because of their experiences. So there's just been so much relationship healing and marriage healing and um, uh, in their families where it seems so challenging and so difficult. People have been able to experience miraculous healing. And I, I'm, it's really important I think to hold in our mind that these people believe me when they started in masterful living they felt that it couldn't happen for them they didn't have what it took and yet they have had amazing miraculous experiences there's Elena uh, and I'm going to share with you that uh, for those who are just doing the New Year's reboot today, of course, you can join Masterful Living and we'll credit you for the New Year's reboot because the New Year's reboot is a, a bonus with Masterful Living. And you may wish to just try one month of Masterful Living. And one option that you can also try is that uh, you can do my um, New Year rocket fuel. New Year's rocket fuel. Uh, I used to call it New Year's intentions, but this year that just isn't strong enough. I'm calling it New Year's rocket fuel, and that's going to be our first month of classes 
in Masterful Living. And so you can sign up just for that first month if maybe that's as far as you'd like to go or you'd like to get a taste of it. And here's Mimi. Mimi had so much transformation in her family, in her marriage, and in her life. And as she says here, the outcome far beyond anything I could have imagined. Um, there's beautiful Rieko, who's also now in the counseling program and uh, has had so much inspiration. She's an inspiration to others now uh, in such a very real and tangible way. And, um, oh, yeah, look at there's beautiful Nora with her children. She, too, had a lot of um, issues with being very critical of her children and both she and her husband, and they really transformed that. Uh, and because of the work she was willing to do in Masterful Living. And there's uh, Linda. Lots of changes. Career's a big one now. She works for... Uh, the Power of Love Ministry. Thank God she works <laughs> with me and is such a wonderful light in this community. Um, there's Dr. Michael Lennox. Ten years or more, 17 years of depression on antidepressants and really struggling, you know, because I had known him for years before he took Masterful Living and it was amazing how much he transformed in one year and he really shifted that, and the depression dissolved. Because it does. It's a false construct, and we can have amazing, miraculous healing. Uh, Miles, oh my gosh, you know, he transformed his experience with his wife and his marriage in ways that are just absolutely so profound. He, he did it through self-love. As he says here, I came in with 100 pounds of shame that I didn't even know I had. And I think maybe I've got a pound left at the end of the year. I wake up every day and say, thank you, because I'm a different person. Who is he thanking? He's thanking himself. I went from feeling frail to feeling strong and well. So if people would like to, if you're doing the New Year's reboot and you'd like to add the rocket fuel, uh, you, can, you can get that $44 off your purchase of uh, from New Year's Reboot and save it by using this code NYR18. 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 Remember, too, you can have the transcript of this, the video of this, plus the MP3 audio of this and the handout. So if you use that, if you just want to do the first month of Masterful Living, the New Year's Rocket Fuel classes, then use that NYR18 to get $44 off of that. So, and here's just a bit. Our first class is January 15th. That's our first Masterful Living class. We're going to start with the rocket fuel classes. So, um, those that's some information there about that. It's easy to find at jenniferhadley.com. So... What I'm going to do here now is I am going to uh, pray out here in just a moment. And, um, and then I'll take whatever questions people have for a little bit. I've got people waiting to go to dinner with me. So um, I, I would just like to say before I go any further how deeply grateful I am to start this year with you. <laughs> and with all of us, I feel very, very blessed. 
very blessed. And thank you for your patience with uh, the technology stuff and the breakouts. We're learning all the time. So let's, let's anchor everything in this prayer, and then I'll take some questions. So we're grateful, we're thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented, to the unlimited flow of divine love and wisdom happening in our life, in our heart, in our mind. We're saying yes to living in inspiration. We're saying yes to listening to the higher Holy Spirit self. We're saying yes to that divine partnership with spirit leading us and guiding us to the highest and best. We're opening ourselves to release and relinquish all attachments, known and unknown, felt and not felt. We're so grateful and thankful to give ourselves this gift of renewal and rebooting. So grateful that whatever we might not know how to heal, spirit knows precisely how to heal and so we are going to stop thinking about the how, and we allow. We're allowing spirit to take over. We're calling it forth. We're accepting it, and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. Truly grateful, truly thankful to let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Wonderful. All right, let's see what the questions are. Now I know, um, let's see, Suzanne had a question. Let me see if I can, oh, there you are, Suzanne. I'm gonna unmute you. I'm here, thank you. Yes, thank you. I don't wanna hold up your wonderful dinner plans, but you know, the reason I joined Masterful Living and I'm new this year, is to really deepen my relationship and really trust in Holy Spirit. Now, that being said, there are things in my life, I'm, there are things in the dream I want to change. And I think I'm kind of confused about the levels. I don't remember how the Course puts it, but I don't even, ha and I don't even have an exact question. It was why I took my hand down. Maybe it's something that we that you'll discuss in, in Masterful Living. But um, there are events and things I'd like to change about my life. But the number one thing this year, next year, every year is to really believe and trust in Holy Spirit. Can you just speak to that for a little bit? Oh, I would love to because that's one of the main things that our years about. It's about what I call proving God. So when we are using the tools and doing the, the work in the class, what, even if you only do a little tiny bit of it, just a little tiny bit, what happens is you begin to see the shifts and changes in your mind, and then you see them in your life, in your experience, in your relationships, in your body, in your finances, in your workplace. And when you see those shifts and changes demonstrating back and reflecting back to you in the world, then you have this much deeper realization of how God is always for you. It's never against you. It's working with you. And that really... 
there is this tremendous power and we can access it in a really fruitful way, not to try and make ourselves happy with changing things in the world, but really just creating a more harmonious, peaceful, abundant, harmonious life. And uh, so that that's um, the main part of it. So we, what we're doing is we're in Massive Living. We're really putting a huge focus on releasing the blocks to love. And when the love is really flowing in our awareness, in our heart, in our mind, in our conversations, in our activities, that we're more and more motivated by love, inspired by love, then what begins to uh, show up is all these wonderful gifts, life starts to really become miraculous. And um, we, we really start to feel this great sense of connection to spirit, that spirit is guiding us, that more and more people, uh, like, you know, um, like Claire was talking about, she had a realization, right? That, that's a God awareness. And then she followed that realization and began to put it into practice about not blaming her ex-husband anymore, taking responsibility. And through the active practice of that, uh, I know because I've spoken with her one-on-one -on -one and in class that, and I've listened to her share deeply, many, many decisions, many, many choices throughout, you know, many days during the year, where she made a more loving choice than she'd made in the past because she now could really feel or hear or sense that inspiration from the divine. So that's uh, just a partial answer. <laughs> I look forward to continuing it in Masterful Living. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Oh, it's my complete joy and pleasure. You are my answer prayer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I really used to just wonder how am I ever, ever in a million years going to be able to do what I'd like to do. And, um, and Spirit showed me the way. And so I know if Spirit shows me the way, it will show others the way too. And it does. It does. It does. Um, yeah, Carla writes, I can attest to all that she's sharing. Yes, I know you can, Carla. Does anybody else have a burning question that they'd like to have answered today? There's too many people for me to see you waving your hand, but if you raise your hand through the uh, thing or put it in the chat. You can do that. I, I just feel that this year is going to be absolutely extraordinary. And um, to them that have, even more shall be given. And that, that really is the people here, right here now, that we have the willingness. And that is the key, the willingness to choose love, the willingness to let the past go. So the greatest thing here, I think, is really to give yourself the gift of taking a few more hours and investing it and fully filling out all these questions, re-listening to this class where you can pause, you can pause the video, you can pause the audio. And if at all possible, if you've got a friend, a loved one, someone that you can do it with, print out the handouts for them. 
And I'm going to take the uh, actual the pieces of the handouts and have it put into the transcript so that the transcript will be like a worksheet as well. So you'll have that option as well. Um, doing those pieces will really give you a leg up. And then for those who are in Masterful Living, you'll be working with them in your small groups. Uh, and you'll be working with them in your prayer partnerships. And, of course, in Masterful Living, prayer partnerships and small groups and these kinds of things are all optional, but there's a lot of extra support for everyone who would like it. Yeah, beautiful, Karen. She says, I trust that if and when I write down my question, Holy Spirit will answer it for me in just a perfect time and way. Yeah. Well, I love you all so much. I'm so grateful for Masterful Living. Our next class is the 15th. You're going to be getting emails this week about um, uh, your Mastery Circle signups. Um, and, uh, but for now, right now, doing this work in this class today is an important part of your start. Uh, those of you in Masterful Living, you will be contacted about setting up an activation session with one of the spiritual counselors. There's no extra charge for this. Uh, it's an important part of the work that we're doing here to start our year. We're laying the groundwork for the best year ever. I'm telling you, I'm anticipating having the best year of my life this year. So I'm so glad you're doing it with me, and I love you. Mwah. Bye for now.